welcome back. You're listening to episode 26 of our podcast. I'm Jenny Randolph. And I am Dieter Randolph. And I don't know if you can tell by the sound of my voice, but the notes that I'm reading from were written with a brand new fountain pen. I'm going to hit the microphone with it. Does it sound like quality? I got a new pen for Father's Day and because that's the kind of guy I am, I'm actually very excited about it. I've been looking for excuses to write things. I had a great Father's Day all the way around. I have the most amazing kids in the world and the most amazing family. Jenny, thanks for making me a dad and all of that. Wonderful day all the way around. We had a we had a service at our house, you know, on Sunday morning. People came, you know, friends and loved ones came and all that. Wonderful. But the pen, man, what an amazing instrument. Writing with a fountain pen is like is like eating with chopsticks. It's completely useless, but it's way more fun. Is that your favorite present? Yes, absolutely. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad you like it. Yeah, I, it, I you know, all those always. all those hints that you dropped paid off. Yeah, it wasn't exactly a surprise. <laughs> no, very particular. No. About it, I mean, just about like putting a picture of it like underneath my pillow in your copy or, of Look magazine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's it, it was pretty. It was pretty obvious. But I am. Really glad. Well, as I'm sure our listeners can attest, my voice sounds more refined now just sure. because. Sure, sure, Well, I don't know if you can tell from my voice, but as as we're recording this podcast, I am in a fair amount of discomfort, fair amount of pain. I did something to my neck or shoulder or back or something, and oh boy. This is a um, healing opportunity. Absolutely. As, as, absolutely. As in the jargon. Yeah, you know, you're working on it. Yeah. But you're well, such a tough cookie. I love that. You know, there are people that are like, well, I didn't feel I didn't feel up to it, so I didn't do X, Y, and Z. And, you know, there's times for that. Boy, that's not in your vocabulary at all. Well, as if you could see me right now, I'm lounging back on the orange couch. Hashtag against, orange couch. Hashtag orange couch. On, uh, with a heating pad and um, some bubbly water and just trying to get as comfortable as possible so i don't know if you can tell from my voice or maybe occasionally throughout the podcast um, the sound of al yeah you, you, you may hear me scream out in agony but uh we'll see how far we can get tonight i bet you by the time we're done you you won't even be feeling anything because i know how you operate and in, in general there's no tonic for feeling bad like getting something done oh sure and oh, sure. that's you man i learned that from you a million times over you're just well, you're a fighter. I love I, that about you, Slugger. I am in the healing mode, and uh, we're gonna be okay. So uh, it'll this too shall pass. It'll you know, right. it makes me think of I was talking with a ministerial colleague of mine, and we were talking about Johnny Coleman, who's an incredible Unity minister. She's awesome. Johnny Coleman is great, and we should do. Well, maybe we'll get him on the show sometime. We'll just tell oh, Johnny. I Coleman's would love story. that, and just like tell tell stories and tell history. But just wouldn't that be great? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, man. But Johnny Coleman is a hero. You should look her up if you go to truthunity.net, which is a great resource for just legendary figures in the Unity movement stuff. There's a page about Johnny Coleman, but she's there's a lot of places you can look. But he told me a story of when she was she was speaking and. Uh, you got to understand the courage and the fire that this lady had and the things that she did. And people got healed listening to her and talking to her and working on this stuff. And uh, apparently somebody came in and was in the audience with a cane, walk, you know, kind of hobbling around. She goes, you don't need that cane. That's my cane. And she took the cane away and the person could walk. Wow. After and it wasn't some televangelist laying on the hands. There was no speaking in tongues. It was, we spoke the word about this and you're done. So I just, I love that, okay, let's just go do this kind of thing. I think that's pretty great. 
Well, I'm not quite ready to give up my heating pad, maybe. That's my heating pad. <laughs> no, it's not. It is mine but tonight. You're working on it. But and I'm I working love that. on it. I'm working on it and I, I am I am speaking the word and, and I'm not claiming it and, and I'm getting through it, but you know we'll, well see we'll see where, where it goes. I speak to you as someone who is also on a healing journey, but at the end of your journey, which will be quite short, sure. You'll feel better, you'll be turning cartwheels in no time. Good night's rest. I, at the end of my healing journey, I end up with something that I didn't even want. Let me explain. For my, uh, for my day job, um, I am required to install a browser called Internet Explorer. Yeah, exactly. I think that that's just should be the <laughs> trademark. It's terrible. Look, I'm sorry. You know, people feel the way they do about Mac versus Windows and whatever. But if you're a Windows fan, you're wrong. I'm sorry. Windows is dreadful and Internet Explorer is a terrible, terrible browser. But there's some stuff I have to do for the day job that only works with that browser. Okay, cool. I got a Windows machine. It comes with Windows. I turn it on. Internet Explorer crashes immediately. Oh. Try it again. Crash it. You know. It, it is it, what it is. Leave it to Windows. Okay. The yeah. only thing Windows is good for is solitaire, but that's a separate story. Anyway, so I called my company as a help desk and somebody gets on the phone and they try to do stuff. I was on the phone with them for two hours or so on Friday, another two hours yesterday, and three hours today. Oh, my land yeah, sakes. And they can't figure out why Internet Explorer doesn't work. And it's kind of funny because what will happen is the person on the phone has the power to take over my computer. So all I can do is watch them do stuff on my screen while I talk to them on the phone mm -hmm. and stuff like that. The person that helped me today was a very, very sweet lady who was very, very talkative about, she told me about the remote control on her TV at home and she told me about her cat. She told me about driving in traffic in Texas where she is. And I learned a lot of things about her life, but I did not get any closer to resolution. And, and I have to laugh because I will get to the end of this healing journey. But at the end of it, I will have Internet Explorer. <laughs> So, oh. so I think you win in terms of healing journey. But if oh. you're, yeah, can, can we get what would Johnny Coleman say about that? I'm not sure. Johnny Coleman <laughs> would say she would say computer. I spoke the, the word. No, she would speak the word and turn my Windows machine into a Macintosh, which oh. is what the Lord intended. It's like sort of a water into wine. <laughs> exactly, exactly, I gotcha. and good wine. She turned your lame Windows computer into a Mac. Well, and at low, least and low, it was yeah. good. No, at least at least we have Max throughout the rest of the house, so yes. you, you get that fix. For, yeah, you absolutely. Know, oh, it's so much fun bit. to like on the weekends or at night when I'm working on our websites and our stuff to go get to use your computer, which is a Macintosh, and it's just, oh man, it's like putting on a hundred dollar pair of shoes or something. It's really quite right? nice. Just comfy. Just yeah. oh, sit sit back in in that easy chair and just it's kinda... comfortable and also slick at the same time. Man, there's Macs are great. Yeah. You know? Well, you've been working a lot. We've been working a lot on on the Mac lately because we're um, we're starting the next book. Yeah, it's really cool. The book we, number two. Yes, that well, I finished my Tuesday evening Bible class. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that I have been teaching on Tuesdays over at First Unity, and we finished up that class. And at the same time, you and I have been talking through our book and writing notes and stuff like that. But now it's time, and it just, the synchronicity is always just such a blessing. Now we're going to take that time that I had been spending teaching on Tuesday nights. We're just sitting in the office working on our book. Now, yesterday was the first night of doing that, and I'm so excited to be back into that. Writing Branching In, our first book, 
was just so much fun to get to sit with my best friend and talk about ideas that that mean something. I mean, who gets to do that? I, I feel so blessed and so wealthy just getting to do that. It just just such a cool thing. Well, this one feels like it's flowing a little bit easier. And I think for one of the reasons for me is because now that we've done a book, it mm. doesn't feel like such a big, scary thing. It's not unknown, right? Right. And so I'm really looking forward to it because I think it's going to be a longer book, uh, a little bit more of a solid book you know and i think you always get better no matter what i hope so you know i think so i think you can't help but get better so i'm really hoping that this is a nice follow-up to our first book and it they're not really connected this the branching in and and this new book aren't really connected they're they are and they aren't they're not connected in the sense that one is a sequel to the other i think you could pick this one up and not have read branching in oh sure and you'd be fine but i do think that there's some threads that we pick up i've been looking at some of the stuff and i really think that it is if you read the first one you're going to get even more out of the second one so maybe not connected in a in a in a that kind of a way but and yet there's a there's another layer that you get let's say well maybe just by the virtue that it we are the same people writing the, the we're the same book. people only more so yeah, exactly <laughs> So as we dig in tonight, I wanted to talk about something that I, I, I discovered today. And this actually, I have a point. This isn't just an anecdote. Um, this morning, I ran across, there's a company that if you're going to have a big event, like an opening of a store or a restaurant or some kind of huge party or a demonstration or something like that, you can hire these people and they come out and they've got these special printers. And basically, you tell these people, here's our logo or here's the image that we want to have portrayed and then what happens is everybody at the event they have an instagram hashtag and they post pictures and as the event is going on this company takes those pictures and they print like a million little little teeny images from the instagram hashtag and they paste them on this wall and it makes a mosaic and if you step back it's that picture that you want Oh, nice. Yeah, I think it's really neat. It's a neat invention. I, I love the company that makes, you know, I got some ideas related to that kind of a thing. But as I was watching that little video on their website and all that, as I was watching that, I thought, well, you know, what if nobody does it? Or what if only a couple of people do it? Or what if there's a big hole where they just can't, you know, you, you have those. Oh, oh, you, oh, you mean the people. What if people don't participate in like the hashtag? Yeah. Okay. In the, the, I'm sorry. I didn't. Yeah. What if, what if, you know, you get half of a picture by the end of it? What do you do? And that's kind of, that sort of deflates the whole thing. And the reason I bring that up is it occurred to me that there's kind of a mosaic effect to life. You know, when you step back, life is the story that we all tell. You know what I mean? When you step back and you really look at it, each and every person had a really important part. And, and if you were looking at the picture that these people do at the party, that one picture and the one part, that one little square or whatever, was really important because it filled it in. And that might sound kind of silly, but the truth is that each and every person's story is really, really required. 
Yeah, you step back and you see like a picture of Abraham Lincoln or something. Or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) For the Abraham Lincoln party that we're having. But you know what I mean? No, but you know, we've seen those before. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's it's the same. It's the same idea. But whatever it is, you would know if there was a big hunk missing. You would know if there was a dead pixel on your television. You know what I mean? Every single bit of it matters. And there are those people who feel like they're not contributing anything. There are people who just wrestle with meaninglessness. And what we would say is, yeah, that's because life is calling you. But first I would say, you know, just just looking at that, looking at that silly example of the, the mosaic, everybody's story matters. You actually have a role to play. And if you take it to a metaphysical level and you believe that there's no accidents in the universe, you have to go to this place and go, well, wait a minute, maybe there's a purpose here. Maybe there's something I got to do. and Maybe I should be about figuring it out. It makes me think of that, that part in Lord of the Rings where, um, where Frodo says that there's, this one, there's only really one long story and each and every one of us comes and goes in the telling of the story. That we all have a role to play and together we make these threads that make up the mosaic of, of the story of our lives. You know what I mean? It, it makes me think of the Bible. You know, like we've talked about before, one of the reasons that the Bible is so powerful is not because it dropped out of the clouds, pre-written and all done. Far from it. The reason that the Bible is a powerful truth is that so many different people have come and gone in the telling. That these are stories that have been carried orally through all kinds of traditions and written down and and people safeguarded it in all kinds of different ways. And different people have edited and retold it and translated it and carried it forward and, and argued about what it meant. So much so that because it doesn't just come from one source, but because it comes from so many, the truth can come out. There's something really beautiful about the variety of it that lets the truth bleed through. I love that you talk about that everybody has a piece, their piece of the puzzle or the picture or the story or the tradition or their role in not only their family, but their job and their community. Because I think for a lot of people, like you said at the beginning when you first started talking, I think it can feel a lot of times like you're just going through the day and you're just doing the mundane things. You know, there's always dishes to do. There's always laundry to do. There's always people that have to get up and go to their jobs and get Internet Explorer installed for (laughs) 17 hours. You know, if you break it down like that, it can seem... What word am I looking for here? Like so, almost soul crushing. You know what I mean? Where where you cannot see the forest through the trees. Well, you can't it's soul see the crushing because stuff. your soul doesn't come through. Those are all things that a robot could do. You know, it, it, it's it's. I want a robot that can do laundry. Yeah, but you know what I mean. I mean, theoretically, Please, if there's, anybody there's, can do that, there's nothing human about that. Right. And in the same way that when you watch a movie. They don't spend all of the time. It's like, okay, this is going to happen. The hero has to quick grab their keys. And then the next scene is them in the car speeding to the scene of the crime or whatever. You don't see them stopping and making sure the alarm is on, locking the door, walking down the stairs to their car, getting in the car, turning the radio off or finding the right station, stopping in a red light. Because it doesn't matter. Those aren't the key parts of the story. There are parts of the thing that are, that are interesting, that are important. Those are the parts where the truth is bleeding through. 
the the facts. I love that. Except, you know, it makes me think of all those love stories where in the morning they roll over and they're all kissing on each other. And I think, don't you, one of you has to go to the bathroom. No, and nobody and has morning nobody breath. nobody has morning yeah. breath. You're not going to go brush your teeth before you're all kissing on each and other. I guess it's like, when you're no. really in love, it doesn't matter that no, you're No, it matters. Speaking. I don't care how much you but are there's in love. But there's actually, there's something really interesting about that. So ask yourself, what's your story? And I mean, honestly, what's your story? Yeah, what is your, what are you here to tell? And I think we could even go out from that and say, what is, what is your gift? What are you here to uniquely give? Because whatever it is that you're here to give, and it's okay if you don't have a huge answer for that. Nobody does. God's infinitely bigger than you are. So this is an infinitely big gift you have to give. But in this moment, what is it that, what are you about? What's your thing? What turns you on? What, what, what gets your attention? What are you excited about in this moment? And the thing is, as you work on, okay, what's my story? What's the gift I'm here to give in this moment? What you're going to start to discover is really that's what the universe needs from you. There's something really, really special about that. One of the things that I love is that that word desire comes from the Latin meaning of the father. Did you know that? I didn't. Like D means of, as as you know, you know, if you've ever ordered uh, anything off of a foreign menu. And and sire is it, when you when you take your dog to a dog breeder or whatever the the siring process. That's what the father part does. So desire means of the father. So think about that. The word itself means that if you have something that you want, it is of the Father. In other words, that's God talking through you. And as we've talked about before, yeah, of course, your desires of your heart get filtered through your emotional baggage and and where you've been and what you think you deserve and who you think you are and all that. Fine. But start with what you got and recognize that what you desire is actually what the universe wants from you. So ask yourself, what is my gift? What excites me? What am I interested in? What do I want to have more of in my life? What is that? Because it turns out that is your part of the story. When you think about it, the the religions that we have, they're a shared story. I mean, that's where it starts. That's my religion is, is my story, not just the story about, for example, Jesus, but also the story about how we relate to that story mm-hmm. and the story that is an ongoing telling of what do we do about it. And we talk about Johnny Coleman or we talk about, you know, whatever it, we did when we go and celebrate sunset, which isn't a big deal. But that becomes part of the shared story. Well, a shared story only works as if people are telling it. So ask yourself, what is your contribution to this, this big story? I, I like that. I really do. And, but as I sit here listening to you and, and, and I, I don't, I totally, totally agree. But I'm also thinking of, again, the people that are just, and, and when I say people, I mean myself included, that they're just trying to get dinner on the table and the kids bathed and put them in, you know, and, and put to bed and everything else so that they can sit down and have a couple of minutes of quiet. And, 
I'm wondering where that balance comes in and whether or not you can celebrate and bring your desires and bring that piece of yourself into everything that you do. Well, you know what I you know what I mean. Does am I, I am think, I making myself clear? I think because that you have to find one clean spot. Okay. You know, I, 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 we all are shooting for a life that is full of this, and you are not only allowed but supposed to live that way. However, that is a really tall order, and it is against the current of what culture wants out of you. I was going to say, so, you know, the busier we are, the more points we get, the more we do, the, the you know, and, and I, I think it's really hard for people to step back. And um, I know that I even deal with guilt about, well, I was really doing my thing today, and whether that is something that I love doing that's a hobby or I really got into reading a book or I was really into, you know, doing my job and, and, and doing something for Unity Society or or really got into writing our, you know, a par- portion of our book. Um, I deal with guilt on the other side of that, that the toilet didn't get clean and maybe we have to eat takeout tonight. And so I'm trying to get to a place where my gift is doing the things that I love but at the same time I'm I'm aware that the perception could be that I'm falling short in in other areas and so I'm trying to reconcile that I I love the idea of finding a clean spot but I also love the idea of of us just changing our whole thought process and our whole whole paradigm to go you know what it's okay to have peanut butter and jelly one night. You know, it really is. It's okay to not have to do everything that society tells you you have to do. Or more importantly, the stuff that you put on yourself. Wherever that's coming from. Whether that's, you know, your parentage or your your traditions or your culture or society or the stuff that you see on TV. So I'm... I'm I love it and I know when I am living my truth and giving my gift. I can feel it and it makes me happy and it makes me peaceful. But at the same time, you come out of that and you're like, oh, well, all this stuff is is by the wayside. And so I guess maybe the key is, oh, well, you know what? I, I have something to give and you know what? Nobody, Nobody's hurt by this. Nobody's hurt by me giving... And doing what I well, need to and that's do. that's absolutely part of it. And you know, the Bible says, "What is that to thee? Follow thou me." In other words, don't get caught up in that stuff. Follow what's really true with a capital T. The water will continue to flow. You focus on the stone, so to speak. You know, focus on what is really true, and everything else. And when I say the water will flow, I mean th- there'll be more dishes tomorrow. That's not meaningful. We still do them because we don't want dirty dishes. But you do them and you let them go. And you move on from some so into something else. Here's the secret to absolute, total, world-changing domination and success. You want to be a rock star. You want to corner the market. You want to write the great American novel. Fall in love. Whatever it is. It's not hard. It really isn't hard. It takes work. But work doesn't have to be hard like we talked about. Remember in school when you learned about the fire pyramid? Where it's like you need these three elements. What are they? You need heat and you need oxygen and you need a combustible material. Right. Right. Those are the three things. That's how you make fire. Right. You need all three of those. And if one of those things fails, it doesn't work. There are three elements to 
that kind of laser beam like focus success, you know, just killing it. Um, you know, really showing what the Christ within you looks like, however you want to define it. There are three steps to it, whatever you want to call it. And they are, do you love it? Are you good at it? And does it help somebody? When you think about it, there might be areas where you've got one of those, but not the other two. Okay, well, that you've got something nice, but you're not changing the world yet. Mm. For example, you can be good at something, but just because you're good at it doesn't mean you're going to be deliriously happy doing it. You can like doing it, but maybe it doesn't help anybody else. Or you can spend all your time being super codependent and helping other people, but you hate it. And so even more than your physical actions you're putting out there in terms of charity, you're also putting hate into the world. You know what I mean? So you really need all three. But if you can zero in on something that scratches those three itches... Even if it's a small something at first, it is the secret to getting you better. So first of all, I would say find something. And this may take a little bit of time. Find something that does those three things. You love it, you're good at it, and it helps somebody. In other words, it's got service to it. But here's the ultimate secret to all of that. Even if you only find one of those three things, if you give yourself to it faithfully, the other two will start to develop. It takes longer that way, but you'll get there. For example, if, if you find something that you love and you keep doing it, you'll get good at it. And eventually that love will come out and it will help somebody, for example. But once again, it doesn't have to be that every single day you satisfy all of the mundane moments of life. Yeah, pay your bills because you're supposed to. Because we live in a world together. Because we meet our obligations. Yeah, sweep the floor. Because you don't, nobody likes walking around on the floor and you get dirt on your... You know, whatever. Do the things. But just as we've said before, I think it's Susie Orman we quoted. You know, one of these financial dudes, Dave Ramsey, I don't know, somebody that says pay yourself first. Mm -hmm. What I would say is pay down the important parts first. Just like when you're paying your bills on your car, you know, you really want to try to touch the principal and not just pay the interest. You know, I'm mixing my financial metaphors, which is why I'm glad you're the one that balanced the checkbook. <laughs> but but that second part is the important part. you got to pay down the principal at some point. And the dishes are interest because there's always going to be more of them, for example. That kind of stuff. Yeah, it's important because the bills come. But... Find something that actually moves the needle a little bit in your life. Find something that, okay, am I going to get better at this thing that I love that helps somebody? you got to do that. That's the thing. It's not just that if you can find something like that, then you'll be successful and make a million dollars or whatever. I believe that you will. But what I'm suggesting is that thing that you love, that you're good at, that serves that thing you are required to do it the universe needs you to do it you don't have a choice about that and to the degree that you don't do that you'll be sad well and don't you think that if you put it out there if you really said okay okay everybody in my life that loves me i need to do this mm -hmm. don't you think that People would gather around to sort of support that. I know sometimes it doesn't feel that way. I know as a, as a mom and a, as a wife and, you know, just as 
you know, a lot of the labels that we carry, sure. I think, again, you deal with, well, if I don't do it, nobody's going to do it. But I don't like doing it and everything else. But I, but I think as you're talking, I think that, you know, those spaces will get filled by the people that love you and yeah. say, yeah, go, you know, go do what you need to do, mom. We got this. It'll be okay. And it gives them an opportunity to kind of step up and help you and you help them, they help you, and then everybody gets to do, you know, the something that they love for a little while. Dude, I do about 90% of the dishes in this house. You do? And that's, I have no problem with that. I like doing the dishes, actually. But you know what? If I were to say to the other people in this house, you know what? That coffee cup is going to have to stay in the sink because I am writing a post for this blog and it really means something to me. And I think it could help somebody. Nobody in this house is going to blink at that. In fact, most of the time, somebody else will go, well, then I'll go do the dishes. That's cool. It'll get done. And if it doesn't get done right in that moment, it's okay. You know, the, the thing is, this is the opposite. I, I know where you're going. And I think that there are some people that go, wow, you know, this is a fast track to, you know, one of those hoarders shows. You know, and we're going to have a house that looks like that. And obviously, we're using housework as one example. There's a lot of other There's a lot. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. But it's I, an easy one. It's an it's, easy one. Yeah. It's an easy one to pick on because it's something that everybody has to do. And you see the results almost instantaneously if you do not do it. You, right. you don't have any underwear to wear. You yeah. don't have any clean dishes. So, so the consequences happen rapidly. Yeah. So I think it's a, it's a nice example because right. people, everybody has been there. But so think about those hoarder shows. And what, I don't want to. Just, just for a moment. We'll oh, get out of there, I promise. Gross. But what, what happens in those shows is, you know, I'm not a psychiatrist, but what it looks like to me is the motivating emotion there that causes people to hoard and not clean up and all of that stuff is that they're trying to hold still. It's about controlling the moment and trying to stay in that moment. You know, I talk about water and stone a lot, and as I've said before... The water is the stuff that changes in your life and the stone is the stuff that doesn't. It's an easy metaphor to grasp. Some people really try to freeze the water to hold on to stuff that they can't hold on to because they don't know any better. That's what every selfie is. It's, a, it's trying to crystallize the ephemeral. For example, it doesn't last and it kind of looks silly. Anyway, people on those hoarder shows are trying to freeze the water. They're trying to hold on to something and stay still. That's what addiction is. That's what a lot of things are. It's trying to stay still, trying to escape from the fact that those things change. And, and don't you think that that's where anxiety and stress and depression and, you know, I'm, I'm not taking it away from anybody that deals with those challenges. No, but, there are chemical things that need serious right. attention. Yeah, of course, yeah, of course, but, of course. And, and obviously this is a general statement, but there's got to be something to that, to where if you're feeling so pent up inside or, or so beat down or, you know, where you just have piles of stuff, you know, meta metaphors of the, the piles of stuff. Yeah. Well, but the thing is, ask, so ask yourself, am I trying to freeze the water? Am I getting mad at the stone because it ain't liquid? You know what I mean? That kind of thing. But here's what I'm trying to say. The people in those situations are trying to hold on to something, trying to hold still. If you are taking an extra five minutes to do the dishes, let's say, because you are trying to move forward, your essential paradigm, 
the thing that makes you tick is 180 degrees different from the people on those shows. You're, you're doing the opposite of what they're doing. You're trying to go somewhere. You're trying to do something. And the truth is, that's who you are. You were built for speed. Everybody was. That's what it means to be a child of God. It means that we move and we grow. We were designed for action. So it, are you moving? Are you doing something? Are you digging into this, trying to figure it out? Well, that's the opposite of the laziness impulse. So that's the trick. Keep moving. And be gentle with yourself. You know, I, I think it's kind of important to, when, especially when you're trying to figure out the things that are special about you, what your gift to the world is, I think it might take some time and that's okay. And I just think we're just expected to know where, what we're supposed to do all the time. And, and that's not, I don't think that that's the way that it happens. I think that it can happen, you know, slowly and, and grow organically and be something that's beautiful. But can we just enjoy the journey? I mean, are we allowed to do that? I, I, I'm working on that personally for me because I am a, you know, I, I am not a very patient person and I, I, it is a personality flaw that I see in myself. I don't like it about myself. As I've said before on the podcast, I am a bit of a perfectionist, you know, I can let people do it, but then probably I'm going to go back and do it the way that I think it needs to be done. Mm -hmm. You know, so I, I have, I have those tendencies, but I also recognize that sometimes that is used as a crutch to not deal with trying to figure out what I have to give to the world, you know? So, yeah, so, so you keep yourself busy so that you don't have to think about it because I don't have the answers right now. And so as I'm, so as I'm talking and as I'm kind of working through these ideas with you tonight, I think that maybe just enjoying the journey a little bit more and just enjoying where we are. Listen, and, yeah, if you, if you want to make the bed, take pride in making the bed. If you want to do the dishes, take pride in doing the dishes, whatever. But nobody, nobody, nobody on their deathbed said, boy, I wish I had spent more hours at the job. Right. Nobody on their deathbed said, I wish that I had made sure that the, the dishes were always done. Nobody. But a lot of people go, you know, I wish I had followed my dreams. Well, I can't imagine myself lying lying back in the bed going, oh, there's a cobweb up in the corner. Yeah, come on. <laughs> come on. That is, that is so far away from what matters. Right, right. Yeah, like I said, of course, do your stuff, do your chores, whatever, whatever. But that's not who you are. I'm just saying, in the process of trying to discover this... Mm-hmm. It it does it sometimes doesn't come as a as a lightning bolt of inspiration. It comes as quiet moments and it comes slowly and And it comes a, through archaeology. Yeah, you know, and, and, and being able to dig through some stuff for you and and I wanna say that's okay. Yeah. You know, and and Well, but I mean think about every hero you ever had. In the movies or whatever, it's not like all of a sudden, hey, I'm you know, now I'm really good at this. Most good movies have the montage where they're training. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Where Rocky's running on the beach or whatever. Luke Skywalker is figuring out the lightsaber. Stuff happens. I'm going to suggest an exercise. Make a list of the things that you love. Make another list of the things that you're good at. 
and make another list of things that you do that help people. And at some point, you will see some things that connect to one another. Those are the things to investigate. Put those three lists together, maybe in surprising ways. You might find new combinations, but put those lists together and watch what happens because somewhere in that list is your gift to give. What happens if you put service in there, if you put love in there? You get to the place where you're not giving out of ego, but it comes from someplace bigger. So take a look at your lists and watch what happens when you just commit to it. I'm going to do that. Seriously, I'm, I'm going to do it. I mean, I, I really, I, I think it's important. And I think it would help to really pinpoint some stuff. And I think you should do it too. I mean, we basically know what our gift is. And, you know, but I think that it's still a really good tool to reevaluate. Well, hey, I am think I going you need in... to do it all the time. I, that's what and I was going to say. I've I done, think I'm going to do it. I have not. This is the first time I've thought of it in this way, to be perfectly honest. But I have done things like this, and I do them all the time. Um, but I like this exercise. It's a good one. Yeah. So we're at the listen up part of the podcast and that is when we take questions that folks have sent in yeah do you, ha- do you have one for tonight yeah i do i love this question it's it's so great uh this is from maurice m and uh the question is very very simple he says what do you do when you're sad so thank you maurice your question did not bum me out let's see what do i do when i'm sad i make myself tea I get a blanket. <laughs> I probably put on Harry Potter. And I cuddle with the dog. <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's probably what I do when I'm sad. And or, you know, and, and maybe a, a box of tissues so that I can just sit and, and just sit in my sadness for a little while. What do you do when you're sad? I don't know. I've seen you do that. But the truth is... You don't do that for very long. I watch you. when That's how you start, maybe? But you get up and you start kicking butt. I've seen you, girl. I, I, I have seen you do it. When, you're, when you feel down, you start moving. You start helping. I, I watch you get out of the way. You're right. I don't sit there for very long. Um, I think that there's something maybe romantic about sitting in your sadness for a little while and just feeling the way that you feel. But I'm I'm a real big believer in not trying to fight the way that you feel. No, that's true. I, I, I really, you know, it's like I'm feeling this way right now and so I'm going to sit in it for a second. And then you get tired of sitting in it and you only can watch Harry... Harry Potter for so long. I mean, I love Harry Potter, but you know, I mean, you get to the end of Chamber of Secrets and you're kind of like, well, this movie is not one of the strongest movies. And then well, you kind of fast forward and you put on another one. And the by the time... The channel only has so many commercials so you see them <laughs> over and over again. Well, we have them on Blu-ray, but anyway. But no, what I'm saying is, is that you can only sit there and then you start getting bored. And But I think past that, I think that... Um, Generally speaking, I think I, I find something to do. I think work. I think I, I, I allow myself to sit in it for, for a moment. And then it's like, oh, well, 
you know, I really should get up and, you know, do something. Well, there's I should... no tonic for depression like getting something done. Agreed, yeah. Even if it's finishing something that I was... This is a great was... time to pay, you know, just to pay interest, you know, rather than principal. You know, that, that you don't have to have a whole lot of meaning behind it. Go do some stuff. Make a clean spot in the kitchen, you know, whatever. That's what works for me. When I feel sad, I, I go handle some stuff. And it's not about dodging it because I really want to give myself permission to feel the way that I feel. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to avoid it. But it's about going, all right, I got this one thing in my life that's feeling gross, whatever, not where I want it to be. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I got a whole bunch of other stuff that working out all right. I fixed this thing. I did this. And I'm feeling pretty good about that. And that helps me get a little bit of momentum so that I can go, okay, now what? It's so funny because I feel like you start with, okay, I'm going to sit in it for a minute. Mm-hmm. And now I'm up doing. Right. And for me, I attack it the other way where it's like, okay, first I'm going to, all right, dishes, good. Got something to write. Am I cool? Did I do these things? Am I, you know, and then I, I have built up a little bit of momentum and then I find a way to look at whatever it is that's making me sad or mad or whatever and go, okay, what? What, what do you want? What is this thing trying to tell me? What do I need to quit doing or start doing? What? You know, and for me, I have to sort of get in that accelerator lane a little bit and, and build up speed for it. But sooner or later, I think we come to that same spot where it's like, all right, I'm going to tell my story walking, so to speak, you know, to tie mm-hmm. it into what we talked about a minute ago. It's like, all right, well, what is this part of the story? Is this that part in Act 2 of every movie where it's like, looked like everything was going to go okay and then, oh, then looks, tragedy looks like our hero's in trouble yeah, or yeah. when it's a love story. Oh, somebody got the wrong idea or they found out about that thing in my past. They realized that I own Barnes & Noble and they own the little bookshop yeah. around the corner. Looks and... like the Duke boys are in trouble. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so it's... Th- Do you but... remember that scream when it would pause oh, yeah. and they and would be Waylon like Jennings jumping? Jennings would say something. Was it Waylon Jennings? Anyway. I, it was somebody. I don't but, know. Yeah. I think it was. I think it was. Everything's better with Waylon Jennings. Sure. But anyway... It's you have to get to that place, whether you start there or you build to it, where you go, this is my act two. This is the end of this story. And our hero, me, you know, you're telling your own story. Our hero is going to get through this because it ain't over. But what I don't want people to do is I don't want them to feel bad for feeling bad. You know what I mean? Because that just feeds right into that. That nasty spiral. Uh, yeah, because of just you're, you're fighting downward. It, you're in denial. Yeah, you, and here's the kicker. Well, I shouldn't be sad. I should only. I should only have good thoughts and 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 or feel bad for feeling sad or mad or whatever, and then go. Oh, I should, and then get scared and go. Oh, well, you know, like attracts like, and my thoughts are things. So if I think sad things, or if I think bad things, then I'm gonna get more sad things in my life. It, I want to say right now that it doesn't work that way. And this is what I told our kids and this is what I tell everybody that is worried about their thoughts instantly, you know, creating something in their life. It is not those instant thoughts of negativity or sadness that, that are going to create stuff in your life. It is the overall trend mm-hmm. of your thoughts and your feelings. So it doesn't mean that every single moment 
you know, somebody's writing it down. Oh, that put that one on file. Okay, you know, get and, get that. That one's coming right back at him. And then in turn, you're gonna no. You know, it, it doesn't is, work that everything way. Everything is a vote. So you go. Right. So imagine the movie. Because here's the thing: you're here to tell a story. And and I may have. I don't know if I've ever said this on the podcast before, but our son Miles gave us a wonderful piece of advice one time. He said, when you have Two choices. You should always pick the option that that makes for the best story. Mm-hmm. He did. I think he was about thirteen. Yeah, I don't know where he got that or if he made that up or what, but it's great know. advice. If you can't decide what to do between two options, which one gives the best story? Because we're here to tell the story. And when you really think about it, if God's in charge, you got nothing to lose. You're going to be all right. So we're here to tell a good story. So ask yourself: Is it a good story when the hero just everything's cool and they just slide through the whole thing and there's no dramatic tension and nothing bad ever happens and it's just blah. No, that's a boring story. Well, okay, let's take the other example. Is it a good story if when that bad thing happens at the end of Act 2, if you go, oh God, what's wrong with me that I'm doubting that Luke Skywalker can do it? And then you, at the end of the movie, you don't even enjoy the victory at the end because you're clobbering yourself for doubting? Well, no, yeah, it's, I you're like supposed to, think to enjoy it... the story. And so this is your time. I like to think of it as like if you can picture scales, you know, and if the scales are tipping to the more positive, good thoughts, golden rule, you know, given, living your life, living your gift, doing what you're supposed to be doing. If the, if the scale is tipping more than, you know, than all of the other stuff that maybe you don't want to feel or the time that you cursed at somebody for cutting you off or the time that you yelled at your kids because they were acting up or, you know, or you're feeling sad or bad or your back is hurting and you're sitting here with a heating pad. Are you, are you going to feel bad about that? You know, so if you can imagine a set of scales and if most of the time the scale is tipping to the good stuff in your life, that's okay. That's, that's, that it's the overall trend of your thoughts and your feelings and, and, and what you're doing. It's not, it's not like somebody's keeping score of all of the bad stuff that you think and do. Of course. But part of creating our own devil, you know, part of it is getting over it. So you can't get over it if you don't feel it. I agree. I totally agree. If you don't feel it, you never went there. If something happens in the world that makes you sad or mad or anything negative, what's happening is the universe is saying, you don't need this. You're supposed to get over this. You're supposed to grow through this. This is a growing place for you. Mm -hmm. And if you refuse to grow through it, it's going to still be there for you. Right. You want to get done with it. You've got to face it. So get to the place where you go, you know what? This is this part of my story. And this is going to be a good movie because I don't know what the hero is going to do next. But man, I can't wait to see it. Sit in your story. Feel the sadness. Feel the anger so that you can get to the other side of it. Just remember, it's not the truth about you. It's the fact about you. Yeah, don't stay there. Yeah, don't live in it. Don't go looking for trouble. Right. But man, oh man, when you see it, look at it. Rage against the dying of the light. Stand up for what's true. Fight the bad guy. All of that stuff. And this is the thing. This is the other side of it. I saw something on Facebook this morning that just made me crazy. I've seen it many times. You know, there's a lot of political stuff going on, and a lot of it is pretty gross. Mm-hmm. And Agreed. Some people wrote, you know, we need to write our Congress people and talk about this thing and we've got to stand up because this this one thing that's going on is ridiculous and it's not okay. And somebody from the New Thought end of things wrote, well, you know what? You resist persists. 
In other words, how, well, what they were trying to say is, how dare you stand up? And, you know, we should just let it all go. And the thing is, that is such a cop-out. I don't want to hear anybody say that ever again. Yes, of course you get more of what you pay attention to. Understood. But what I'm paying attention to, and just to be clear, this is not a Facebook conversation that I was a part of. I just read it. I'm not responding and triangulating in another media or something like that. But I want to be so filled with love that I stand up for love. But one of the things that means is if if something is preventing the free flow of love, if people are being jerky, I have the right to say, hey, 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 this is not how love works. Right. And then then there's my dramatic moment at the end of my act too where I go, no, this is bumming me out or making me mad. And we're going to deal with this. I'm going to look at this. This is not about letting that continue. Because the, the other end of what you resist persist is if you continue to let dumb things happen they're going to continue to happen oi yeah i just i don't it's such a half it, use it, of this it stuff. really is it's it's not go all the way with it you do what it, it's that same we've we've spoken about divine order and i don't want to get on a soapbox about sure, that sure. but you do what you're supposed to do until it is not yours to do anymore and then you let god handle it right. Right. And and that's what we're talking about. And boy, we we really kind of got off on a little bit of a tangent. So I, I thank you, Maurice, for your question, and and I hope that we helped you a little bit well, about. Well, let me what... pull it back. Let me put okay, a cap on it. All right, all right. The secret to anything is go all the way. So when you're sad, find a way to look at that sadness and really feel it. Whether you can sit in it immediately or whether you got to build up your resources to get there. Doesn't matter, but go all the way with it. Look through it so that you can look through the facts of it and into the truth about it so that you can learn, so that you can move on. It's okay to feel that way. Everybody does. Jesus wept. It's okay. But the way to make it really okay is to look it in the eye. now time to check it out and this is the part where you can find out where we're going to be speaking what we're up to how you can be a part of everything that's going on and uh the first thing that we want to talk to you about is july 9th july 9th uh, we will be at unity orlando doing a branching in talk and signing our book and all that good stuff and uh then july 30th i'll be doing the service at uh first unity church July 23rd through the 28th, we have our summer conference, and that's where our teens and young adults are going to be spending a week together, and it is just such a fabulous, fabulous time, and it's I'm so looking forward to it. The kids are coming this weekend, our, our ambassadors that, that plan the whole thing, that write all the materials for it, they're coming this weekend to finalize all of that. We're, we're going to be kayaking the mangroves down in Sarasota. It's just going to be an awesome time. If you have a teen or a young adult that might be interested in going, please head over to the website and you can find more information there. And also, these teens could use your help to go. So if you go to unitysociety.com summer, there's all kinds of information about ways that you can help support these kids, whether it's just holding a good thought or being there in person or uh, contributing towards a teen getting to go to these events. 
unitysociety.com slash summer is the place to go to read a little bit about what in the world goes on at these things and how you can help. We also want to tell you about a couple of ongoing things that we do. Wednesday mornings at 7.20 a.m. we are out at North Shore Beach and we take about a three and a half, four mile walk. Halfway we get coffee, drink the coffee and walk the other half back. <laughs> it's a wonderful, wonderful time. The mornings have been absolutely beautiful. Um, this morning it was really um, yeah. Today kind is of windy. Wednesday as we're recording this, right? And it was, and it, was it was it was kind of windy and stormy, and you never know who you're going to meet or where you're going to be. Today and... we were walking by the art museum, and our friend Taylor was up on the roof of the art museum doing some work. And it's funny to see somebody so high up and wave to him. And then uh, I didn't know if we caught his attention or not, but then he sent our son a picture, a, a Snapchat of us walking. So I yeah, guess he so did yeah, so he Pretty saw cool. us. And also another ongoing thing that we do is Sunday evenings um, at St. Pete Beach. And that is at sunset, usually about a half hour to 40 minutes before sunset. We kind of gather. We park at the Dolphin Village parking. It's a it's the St. Pete Beach access. And then we kind of go a little bit south from that. Yeah, like just, 100 yards or so yeah, south Yeah, just of to the get out access. of the main, you know, the main people. And we just kind of gather together and... And it's really awesome, and we watch the sun go down together, and we celebrate the ending of one week and the beginning of the next, and then we eat ice cream, and it's, it's the best. Wonderful. It's the yeah, best. Yeah, it's, it's really great. It's really awesome. And one more thing, as, as I've said, and I don't mean to be mysterious, but there you are. Uh, if you are anywhere, anywhere near St. Petersburg, Florida, you need to pencil in the morning of Sunday, August 27th, you need to pencil it into your calendar. You'll learn more very, very soon. But right now, just reserve that time. You're going to want to be with us in St. Pete on August 27th in the morning. Also, you can see our Bible discussions live on Facebook Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Please join us there. You can ask questions. You can watch it live. It's, it's a really neat time. And along those lines, you can find us on Facebook, you can find us on Instagram, and you can find us on Twitter. Yeah, just There's a lot website. of ways that you can that you can do that. You can even just email us to say hi or to send in a question or anything like that. And I do want to just take a minute here. Um, we have gotten a few donations in the last week, and I just want to thank you, thank you, thank you. You're helping the kids. You're helping the cause. You're. It, it really is so gratefully and joyfully received and so thank you to the people that have donated you don't know how much and how far your love is going yeah thanks for helping these kids yeah it means an awful lot so Dieter let's wrap it up you are here to tell a story. You are here to tell your story. If you want to be a better romantic partner, stop just doing the normal dating thing and go, hey, what makes you tick? Here's what makes me tick. You know what I mean? Figure out how to really let people get to know who you are. It's okay if you don't know everything about who you are, but you know something. And that something is the beginning of the gift that you're here to give, the beginning of your story that you're here to tell. There's something that you love doing, that you're good at doing, that helps somebody else. It's going to take some digging, but you can find that thing. And when you contribute that to the world, you'll find out that your story is the story. 
we're all in this together. We all come and go in the telling, and you've got a part in this amazing drama. Along the way, there might be some dark times, some sad times. Face them, because you have what it takes. And it's just that part of the story that makes it a better movie. Don't worry about it. You're going to be okay. When you face it, you grow through it. This podcast is recorded at Pinfeather Studios on the very comfy orange couch. It's the slightly warmer hashtag orange couch today. You're feeling better, aren't you? I am. I can tell. I am. Um, and our sound engineer is the handsome and strong Raina Randolph. She and her brother, the lovely and talented Miles Randolph, provide all the music that you hear. This podcast is solely supported by you, our listeners, our our loving fans and you know exactly what that means it means two things it means first of all share this podcast send somebody a link email somebody post it on facebook repost it to somebody else tweet it instagram it pinterest it do something about it share this podcast with somebody else go to our website and read through the blog articles there's recipes and articles and movies and and sounds and pictures and all kinds of cool stuff that we feel helps make it easier to live this life. Our website is basically a fan site for living these ideas. There's something there for you. And if it did something for you, it'll do something for somebody else. So go share those articles with other people. Let the world know. So part one of the things you can do to support this is share. And part two is super, super easy. Write us a good review. Go wherever you're listening to this and write a five-star review. The five, it has to be the five-star because that's what makes the mechanism go and makes the powers that be promote what we're doing. But it'll take you eight seconds, and it will make all the difference in the world to us. So thank you in advance for sharing and for sending a good review. It means the world. Have an awesome week, and go out and share those gifts. Figure them out and go share them.